What are you doing here today? Is this some kind of setup or something? What is I'm just on my way to the beach. You have to put oh. that in the fridge. You know what? I don't oh. want this cookie. No, I just stopped by. What's wrong with that? Oh. Me, my mommy, my daddy. I'm here. I'm here. Hurry. Oh my God. God. Hello, everybody, and welcome to To Cap It Off, the To Catch a Predator podcast, where we cover everything from role-playing chat rooms all the way down to the current Have a Seat with Chris Hansen series. I'm your host, Jake Scholl, joined here by my co-host, C.G. Myers. And we are very happy to announce our very special guest for episode 10, Mr. Joey Teacap. Joey, thank you for being here. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. All righty. Hey, it's our pleasure. And it's actually crazy that we have you on the show because I was saying the CG when, uh, when we had this whole thing come about is that the two people that we mainly started the show uh, from was you and Mr. Gigi. With you uh, yeah, Mr. Gigi was great, right? Oh, yeah. when I, I discovered him and immediately sent it to CG and... Then as we were continuing on, we branched out and found your channel. And those were our two main sources of finding, you know, information on the Predators and just kind of getting the mm -hmm. entertainment factor out of it. Mm -hmm. And when you had reached out to us on the Facebook page, it, it was it was kind of funny. It was it was what was it, around midnight. I got the message on the on the Facebook page and I was like what <laughs> i didn't i didn't really like believe it at first cg saw it yeah the next morning i wake up and i i just like i'm i wake up i'm a little groggy and i look at my phone and all i read is joey teacap and i look at it and i'm like eh. <laughs> i i you know do my normal stuff um you know get coffee what have you like i kind of just ignored it kind of like okay some fan is saying that he's joey teacap okay and you know jake was at work so i wasn't gonna bother him yeah we we just immediately assumed it was you know something fake it was a fan or just somebody trying to pull our leg and we were immediately like wait a minute this this could be like this could be actually joey <laughs> And, you know, I, I had said to CG, I was like, how are we going to figure this out? And so then we had reached out. We'd re, uh, we reached back out to you and said, you know, like, let's have a conversation beforehand. And even and right afterwards, CG texted me. He's like, dude, I think this is fake. <laughs> right afterwards? Like, like I, no, right after I, I had reached oh, back oh, out oh, to oh, you oh, and oh. said, like, hey, let's set up a, uh, a Skype call. Not even right, five right. minutes after that, he's like, "Dude, I think this is fake." <laughs> um, and then you no, know, I thought I was looking for um, Hanson's podcast. Yeah, because that comes out like late Monday Sunday night, around like right after midnight on Sunday. And then you know, I put that in, and then all of a sudden yours popped up, and I was like, "Holy shit, look at that!" Yeah, um, and and that was even that's crazy that like we pop up when other people look for you know yeah. TCAP stuff because we 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 do this for fun. It's like, this isn't our full-time thing. We just kind of found this as a, Oh, you don't, a you don't make your living off of this here? No, no. not, not oh, yet. Okay. We, we would like not to yet. eventually make this <laughs> a, a more relative thing. But right? as for now, we both have our own full-time jobs, but we do this on the side because it's something that we thoroughly enjoy doing. Oh, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You guys did your show on, um, on uh, Vincent Ambrosio. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Our last episode on Vincent Ambrosio was one of our one of my favorite episodes we've done so for, far. Yeah, so far through content and just things we were able to talk about and right. just how that whole in, uh, interaction with, you know, Vincent and Chris. Right. When, yeah. Was it, yeah. That was like the, uh, you know, Holy Grail for a while because they never aired it. And yeah, you know, I that was like a goal for a bunch of us. Like, we got to see this one day. Yeah, how are we going to get it. I remember when we were originally talking about doing Vincent, we were trying to gather any piece of info we could, whether it had been from YouTube or any other outsource. But he was such an interesting predator to cover for mm -hmm. last week's episode. But yeah, he's, on, he's good. He's not, you know, he's not funny like a lot of them. And I mean, it's, it makes you think. Yeah. You know, it's, and, a, it's a pretty serious, heavy interview that he has absolutely. with Chris. 
Absolutely. It, it, and like you said, it's not as entertaining or funny where you feel more pity towards him than anything. Mm. In, yeah, in it, some, if you in some read his chat, chat log, it, I mean, it was a bad one. It was a bad yeah. chat. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, CG's our, uh, our chat log guy. He, he, you read that CG, right? The, the Ambrosia one? I, I did. Um, I read yeah. them, take notes. Yeah, that one, that one was um, a rough one. I mean, even um, the one that we're going to talk about, uh, Lorne, his, oof. <laughs> <laughs> this Dude. is long, man. Dude, when I, the first time I watched the full segment of Lorne, and Chris said 407 pages of the chat. Right. I was like, oh, my God, and we got to sit here and read this whole thing? No, you don't. I do. It's, you know, I, it's a quick read. I mean, it's a quick read. And there's I, a lot of people that read it anyway, too. Oh, yeah. yeah YouTube. Plus, you, you, you catch the gist of it the more yeah. you go into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, before, the, before um, uh, setting everything up, I was uh, reading some of the, uh, like, just some of the generic stuff that uh, Lorne would be uh, saying to the decoy almost every single day right you want to see me naked you want a better look at it will you delete yeah. your archives did what uh-huh. were you thinking about me today yeah this mm-hmm. is, it's so weird to like for him to continuously ask questions like that to somebody who's believed to be 13 mm-hmm. yes yeah. it's so like well he was hitting old- up two other decoys too yeah, there's two other perverted justice that. decoys he was hitting up at the same time. Yeah, which is that it's just it's I, with every predator we talk about on every episode, it's so just mind boggling that his mind could go in that direction and think like you know this this is what I need, this is what I want. Like now, do you think so that he was looking uh, specifically for an underage girl, or do you think he would have talked to any woman that he met on there? Um, I, I, well, I think my thoughts are, I'm kind of split. I think he is somebody that would talk to anybody, but I also feel like because of that, um, I I guess he feels like, oh, well, because he even talks about marriage with this 13 year old. That I don't know. I I've, I'm very split on if he would go after any girl and or just you know girls that are like 13, 14 years old. Right. So I. I but it didn't bother I, him one bit that she was thirteen. I mean, no. it didn't scare him off one bit. No. Mm-mm. Like I, I don't know. It almost seemed like he he um you know found that you know. He found he, he that, liked, yeah, he liked that a little too well. Yeah, yeah. like he, mm-hmm. he found uh, a feeling that he was trying to obtain somewhere else, and regardless of the age, he found what he was looking for, and he didn't care about age, and just kind of went for it. Right. He, what, what, what do they say now? He, he sent it or whatever. Is that what they say now? He Is sent it. it. What do you mean? Yeah, isn't, that, we, isn't, isn't that like a term that people use nowadays where they're like full send or what? I don't even know. Dude, I don't understand what, I, happens, <laughs> what happened. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not up with the lingo at all. Yeah, over my head, dude. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it seems mm. like he just kind of went for it, didn't really care about age. He was just looking for that affection or some some kind of sense of satisfaction that he needed. Mm-hmm. Right. So you know what's scary though, and I, I kind of subscribe to the the belief that it could have been a very bad situation because he had he was going to go down there and pick Kayla up from her you know mansion, and he was going <laughs> to drive back home, a couple of hour drive. He had he didn't have enough money for gas, like he he was worried about the gas money. So he would have his plan was to pick her up, get her in the car, drive her back to his apartment. And and have sex with her, and you know the parents are going to check in on her, mm-hmm. and he might not not have had the gas money to get her back home, and there'd be like a a manhunt for a kidnapping, you know he'd be facing life in prison if she was real, mm-hmm. and, you know and, and he might have just panicked and you know 
hit her over the head with a shovel and then buried her in the backyard. Yeah, yeah. that could have gone so much worse than what we could imagine. Yeah, well, like it I could have been, you know, if she was real, it could have been terrible. Yeah, like I was even saying to to Jake, um, like during the week and just like reading his chat and really like looking at everything that you know, this is, you know, thankfully this is, you know, this was to catch a predator, and they they caught him. Um, that if this was like you said, um, Joey, that if this was all real, like he he was very definite and set on you know doing things that that wasn't anything of like oh well maybe i shouldn't it was definitely like i want to do this you know don't tell anyone delete your archives i love you you know mm -hmm. very very sick oh yeah, yeah. Unlike, unlike some of the other predators that we've seen through both you know hansen versus predator and tcap where some of them like for instance, Mike uh, Mike Manzi, who got off because he was he was never overtly sexual. Yeah, where... he, he he got charged with attempted harm of a minor because he mentioned uh, bringing a pot over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then you look at the chat that Lauren had, and you know the things he was saying. You know, it, Mr. Penis uh, and all stuff like that. It's so apparent of what he was after yeah he just sat there naked on webcam you know all day long which is just hilarious but yeah. what also is just really good is all the other talk about like you know having to hide from his neighbors so they don't you know because they want to borrow his car or you know how he got you know he, he quit his job because they were telling him he couldn't talk to certain people at his job and him being jealous of the the decoy's ex-boyfriend which is hilarious. I think that's jealous so of a seventh grade boy. So it comes down and just start beating up the little kid. Funny. <laughs> and he gets his credit card and he shows her the credit card with the numbers and everything. He's so proud of his credit card. He's like, I'm a big boy. <laughs> Look at my credit card. Um, um, something that I found out um, reading the chat and then. I did end up hearing it again, um, Joey, when you were on um, Chris's podcast, right. that he uh, moved, he was in Maine originally, and he moved to mm -hmm. Nashville to be a country singer. Oh, I love right. that. He was so in much. Maine. Um, now, you figure he had always been with a family member his entire life, except for the two months or so he lived down in Nashville, and he ended up being naked on a webcam with a 13-year-old the entire time getting arrested. Mm -hmm. So he was up in Maine, and he owned a uh, septic business, and some of his friends and family worked there, too. Mm -hmm. And he lucked into a job for a, a woman moved up there. A woman and her husband moved into his area, and he was doing septic work. And they said, we want to put an addition on our home. Do you know anybody that can do it? And he says, oh, we do that all the time. So they agreed on uh, $60,000 to add an addition onto this person's home. And they got half the money up front, and uh, and and they really they, they didn't do very much work, and the work they did was shitty, mm -hmm. and they asked for more money, and she wouldn't give it to him, so he you know took off, and I don't think he took off with all the money. I think his you know other people there got most of the money, but he got some money, and then took off down to Nashville to get away from the heat. Mm -hmm. that's, and uh, that's crazy. And tried to sneak because he brought a dog with him. He had two dogs. He brought one dog with him. Didn't tell the apartment that he had a dog, so that he had to go find another apartment. And, uh, and and you know then he you know had a couple of shitty jobs and he and he sat on his uh, in front of his web you know without a bed slept on the floor and uh, <laughs> was naked on webcam you know for a month the decoy. The, I, I know for one thing, the dog has been one of CG's like concerns with his dog. When we yeah, were first, Bud or uh, yeah, Bud, Bud, yeah. Bud, yeah, Bud was he had um, he had Bud and I think Sadie were his two dogs. He left the one up in Maine. He brought Bud back down, and it's so touching in the chat because one of the last things that Kayla says in the chat to him is "Pet Bud before you leave." Like give Bud a you know a, a big hug before you come down here because she knew that he would never see Bud again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> knowing what would happen like that that message 
with us knowing that you know that's going to be leading up to him going to the house and everything to, yeah. to me that's so dark it's like oh. it is right like she knew you know, <laughs> give bud a big hug yeah because mm-hmm. that's the last time you're gonna ever touch him or see him it's so dark but yet it's like kind of very satisfying knowing that like that's gonna happen to him when he goes to the house and he doesn't know it i mean he even mm-hmm. says in the chat how how excited he is and and how how like tonight or tomorrow like saying tomorrow meaning that the day that he's showing up is right. going to be like the the best day of his life like it he's going to meet up oh, with yeah. his 13 year old it's his birthday think things are looking up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this was great he walks in there with that huge smile he's all mm-hmm. giddy and happy and then yeah, chris he... walks out and you can just see his heart break drop <laughs> you know yeah, he shows up with his classic "Hey, girl," <laughs> <laughs> and 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 the you know Casey the decoy is you know got black hair while Kayla was blonde hair, mm-hmm. and Kayla had that little baby voice on the phone. Oh, but I then, listened. You know, to some Casey's of those got phone the phone. New Jersey accent; like they sounded yeah. different, they looked totally different. Yeah, but he he didn't really seem to care. You know, he's like, oh, you know. But like, I will say I will say props to Casey though for playing along with that and saying you know like she just dyed her hair was, yeah. was it the day of or whatever yeah. um, like she had just recently dyed her hair so that kind of covered up that uh, question of why is your hair different I I will say what what I do find interesting with all of that is how you know minute he was with I want you to wear this. Um, you know, uh, he, he even gets mad, Lauren does, with the decoy with painting her nails, um, that, oh, we need to get to bed, um, but he's so concerned about all of that, and then when he shows up, it's like, that all goes away. Like, Casey, the, the, the person who is the decoy at the actual sting house, was wearing mm-hmm. something completely different than what he was asking um, in the chat and even like the, like the few different decoys that he like saw photos of and, you know, even the voice in, in the uh, phone calls, which I, I did find like one or two of them. They're, they're even like, Oh, they're bad. The phone calls are bad. And that's kind of what started all the, um, attention around Lauren. Well, there there was the chat, like Lauren's appearance on the show is kind of average. Like he's not that Mm -hmm. special of a predator. Yeah. But when you read the chat log, then you're like, oh, my God, this is, you know, this guy is crazy. And maybe, I don't know, 2012, 2013, someone went and got um, the interrogation where he cries the whole time in the police interrogation. Oh, mm-hmm. his interrogation. I watched that. What was that? Yesterday. Mm-hmm. CG. I right? watched that yesterday and that. Like I've seen it before, but yesterday was kind of one of the first times I really sat down and listened or tried to listen and understand like every single detail of that interrogation. And it was I was getting so annoyed with it. (laughs) Well, he just he sits there and cries and then he says a few little things. Um, You know, the the interrogator, I think, really messes it up. Yeah, because he hands Lauren his nude pictures. Mm hmm. And it's like, you know, is it, did you send these pictures? And Lauren can't handle having a man sending him his nude pictures. So he, Lauren just clams up after that and asks for an attorney. Yeah. yeah. I think if they had a woman interrogating him, he would have talked. I think mm-hmm. so too. I think uh, like the, the interrogator, he was, tr- he was trying to be very, you know, mm-hmm. reasonable with him, real mm-hmm. polite, you know, he constantly reassuring him. He's like, you know, you don't have to answer anything you don't want to, but let's try and straighten this out. Right. But yeah, like you said, as soon as he busted out those pictures, it was all over. Right. And then after that, uh, somebody else um, got a hold of the phone calls. There's, I think, six phone calls with a decoy. Yeah. And the phone calls are just incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole thing is the, every everything Lauren said is just gold in those phone calls. It's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, one, one of the and one also that got I was... all of the new pictures that he sent the decoy to. We're all I'll do screen caps of the videos and. Mm-hmm. The one that I listen to, he like sings to the decoy, which is just yep. weird. Yeah, he sings to. Talks about eating a bologna sandwich. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, that's old well, CG earlier today. He calls me and he's like, dude, they got bologna sandwiches here. Yeah, you couldn't afford ham, so we got bologna. Um, the phone calls are just are just hilarious. They're just hilarious with the decoy. Yeah. And the decoy sounds like, I mean, doesn't sound like she's 13. She sounds like she's four. Like yeah. the woman doing the voice like went a little bit too young. And she really mm-hmm. sounds like a, like, a, like a, just a toddler. Yeah. But was, Lauren doesn't, doesn't seem to bother him. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't, Lauren never mentioned it about the difference in voice. And, and I think now. Oh, what I was going to say is I think that kind of throws back to the question, the original question that you had for us, uh, Joey, that, you know, that's why I'm kind of on the fence because it's like, okay, he went for the 13 year old, but I I think he just wanted um, to be intimate with somebody and he, you know, it didn't matter who or what it was. Yeah, that's that's up for debate. Some people think he's a real, you know, really prefers the young girls, and other people think he's just an opportunist and would have done that with anybody. So there's a lot of debate. Yeah, I just think he's, I just think he's a scumbag. But that's right. Me. Yeah, yeah. Like when it comes down to it, it's just he's very scummy. Now you guys know that he went back to prison um, in the summer of 2019 for six months. Yep. I yep. yep. I did hear that. Okay. Um. Going back a little bit to his interaction with Chris, I'm trying to think of how I how I wanted to would want to word it. Chris's interaction with him, do you guys think he was a little more sympathetic towards him? At like in the not not obviously not as much as like Vincent Ambrosio, but. Do you think he was any sympath like showed any sympathy no, towards him? Not, no, I mean not really. I mean he didn't deserve any sympathy. No, no. not but, at all. But Lauren wasn't forthcoming with the with the answers. Like I think Chris will give you um, a little bit of slack if you admit to what you did and you talk and you answer his questions. Yeah. Lauren Lauren was just mumbling through and not answering questions. Then he goes on that stupid story about a man of James who catfished him before the sting. Yeah, um, and he was sending all those like nasty. Uh, NASCAR, uh, yep. Yeah, NASCAR right. So yeah, stuff. so I mean, yeah. So he he was catfished for a couple of years by some woman, and uh, and the story is not relevant to why he's at this girl's house at all. Yeah, I mean, Chris even um, reads the part where it's um that you know, oh, you got to be careful. There's a lot of weirdos out here, and he even says to Lauren, "You're one of those weirdos." Exactly. You know, I you can't lo- say. I mean, you can show up at a house if they don't have a, and you can be like, "Oh, I'm here to." you know, warn her about the internet or I'm here to make sure she's okay. But they had the, they forget that they have the chat log where for a whole month, you know, he was talking dirty to her. Mm -hmm. So you can't say you're there, you know, because you want to wait till she's 18 to date her. I mean, you've been talking for a whole month naked on cam to her. I mean, there's really nothing you can say besides admitting to it at that point. Yeah, exactly. And and even in his uh, interaction with Chris and, he was he said about them getting married and he immediately was like when she was 18 and chris yeah, no. i love when chris no. calls him out on he's like so you're gonna marry her when she's 18 but from 13 to 18 you're just gonna have sex with her <laughs> in the words of chris is like you see how this looks <laughs> but but you know you forget that lauren didn't even mean to do it he didn't even mean to do it yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> it was all an accident yeah, yeah it, an accident of him asking in chat to the decoy, like, so what What do you think about or when I, you know, mention, you know, my, you know, um, private parts? Like, what does that do for you? What do you think about? You know, right. yeah, that was an accident. You typed that. So I think Lauren got so huge. I mean, there's just so much material on Lauren. I mean, the chat log and the phone calls, of course. Um, but then all his, his um, lawsuits... After he was sent, he got five years in prison and he had plenty Mm -hmm. of time to, um, you know, just, just write Well, he sued NBC. He sued the United States, um, saying he was set up and he didn't even mean to do it. And they just wanted ratings and they knew he was going to be a big star. And of course it all got thrown out. I think he sued NBC for 60 million or $80 million. That is insane. You know, and some poor judge has to go over his whole, you know, writ 
I, I feel bad for the judge more than anybody that's got. I know, right? They got to read it. I mean, at least they got to read it before they throw it out. Mm-hmm. It's like they're reading material before they go to bed. They're sitting there in their bed. Oh, but that's just through. a great deep dive to, to to go through all those lawsuits because they're fucking hilarious. Oh yeah, I mean, they're just amazingly stupid. I I love it. It seeing some of the lawsuits that have come just from. Uh, like TCAP in general are just amazing. Oh, there's, there's tons of them. There's lawsuits or there's, you know, other kinds of writs because when you're in prison, there's not a whole lot else to do besides try to fight your way out. Right. You know, somebody gets lucky and wins one and gets out early. So now everybody will, you know, either do lawsuits or try to, you know, try to get out and they'll, you know, that's their right, you know, that's their right to do it. So somebody's got to listen to it before they reject it. But so many of them has, have fought it and fought it. And even fight it, you know, still, Lauren's still fighting this shit and trying to clear his, clear his good name. Now, if I remember correctly, Lauren had also written a book, correct? Lauren wrote a book in prison called Taken Abroad about yes. a guy that goes over to, uh, he's in the Iraq war, I think. And then he gets uh, um, combat fatigue and uh, comes back and, um, and is kind of a changed person. In in his bankruptcy paperwork, he admitted he sold three copies of the book. Um, it was something you could buy on a, on a company called Books a Million. Now I know a lot of people that wrote their own books and they put them on like Amazon and it's like a ninety nine cent digital mm-hmm. download, mm-hmm. and they end up selling hundreds of them because they're ninety nine cents. But right, he right. put it at a, at a company called Books a Million, and I think it was twenty five dollars. And you have to find one of these Books a Million kiosks, which are rare, and then like you pay for it and it prints the book like right there. Yeah, I'm actually on I'm on uh, Books a Million's website right now, right here on on my phone. Yeah, Taken Abroad by Lauren Lauren Armstrong. Right. So he for... sold three copies of the book, <laughs> and I think Ooh. they were all TCAP fans that got it because uh, people would read it, you know, on the internet. But it's it's bad, and it's a, it's a bad, you know. I mean, at least he wrote a you know a novel. Yeah, and I guess it makes some sense, but you know, it's not it's not yeah, it's cause... not good. <laughs> Now on Books a Million's website, it, it, everywhere it says for delivery. Sorry, this item is not available. No, you have to like go find a fucking kiosk and then stick your credit card in and then wait a couple hours as it prints out. <laughs> no, I, no, who's going to do that? No, I was going to say, nobody has the patience to sit there. Right. So, yeah, his bankruptcy a couple years ago, he filed bankruptcy and they got a hold of his paperwork and he admits that he sold three copies. And they were all the, you know, people, TCAP fans. Yeah. And that that just adds to the like the list of predators that have written books because I know you uh, on your episode with Chris you were talking about another predator that had written a book. Yeah, JPW uh, John Pierre Weary wrote yep. a, wrote a book. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd actually kind of interesting. The book is kind of interesting. He's his is one that I'd like to take a look at because well JPW is so interesting. He's such an I interesting so. character to yeah talk about. Yeah, a lot of people love. Weary, I mean, not love him, but think he's fascinating, and other people don't get him. And see, Weary's not that funny. Yeah, but he's very, very interesting. So, if you like the funny predators like Palum, but uh, he he's got a great story, and he just sticks to it, and he's just so weird, and he has so many great lines. His is one that we'll eventually have to take a dive into. Maybe in a, in a so, sooner upcoming episode, we'll take a look into JPW. I know we were talking about a couple of different people for some upcoming episodes um, between Hanson versus Predator and uh, TCAP itself. Right. Uh, I'm trying to think. Some of the people we were talking about, uh, JPW uh, and then Michael Gentile was a good one. He's one I've been wanting to do for a while. Michael Gentile? Yeah. I yeah. I just think his, his is so interesting, but it's also just really funny. Well, his, and, his chat is, is – is, well, we don't even have a chat. Just a couple messages. And it's yeah. a lot of, like, quick voicemails, and they are so bad. Like, they're just so gross and creepy. Yeah, like – They're really I, bad. I'm not – I don't know what really has caught my eye to him, but he's one that I'd love to cover just because of how creepy he is. Yeah. And then uh, – Yeah, he, he's a creepy guy. Yeah, he's not one of the funny guys. He's one of the, the scary, creepy guys. Yeah, and like as 
as Gigi had said in, in his Predator Chronicles, is how he looks like Joe Pesci, and now I can't unsee that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I love good films. great. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, there was one C... I can never remember his name. CG always references it to him. What's that? Um, the man who was going fishing. Oh, Corey Edgar. Corey Edgar. Tongue. Yes. Yeah, I, I just know from... in my trunk. Yeah. Oh, look. I was going fishing. CG always references him because I like myself. I love to go fishing. There's a, there's a Creek not far from my house that I go fishing at all the time. So every time I tell him that, you know, like, Oh, I'm going to go fishing. It's always, I was going fishing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She said she was 104. Why does Yahoo (laughs) let these people online? Oh, he, yeah, he's such a good one. He might have to be one of the next, like one of the, very next one. What's great choose. with him is in the chat, like he there's a couple people in the chat um that, that figure out that it's fake. And he figures out it's fake and he's like, Leave me alone. I know you're fake. I know you're trying to set people up. Leave me alone. He still shows up. And he's like, and I that, knew it was fake. And he and he did know it was fake. Like he knew it was <laughs> fake, but he showed up anyway. And that just shows like how set these predators are right because he's probably thinking there's a one percent chance it's real and i'm yeah. gonna take that chance and then he and then he gets there and he's just so mind blown that he's like i knew what this was and he just looks so defeated yeah, and he did he <laughs> did know what it was but he was holding out hope that she might be real or we are some of those uh, other predators that we've seen where they come in and they just say oh i just wanted to test it that was one of them <laughs> oh yeah right? the, the one he shows up and as soon as Chris pops out, he's just like, oh, I knew what this was. I just wanted to test it. Yeah. And yeah. bolt out the door. Right. And that one, him alone, when Chris is like, he's like, I knew what this was. And Chris, Chris then going, well, what, what was this? Nothing. <laughs> Runs out <laughs> the door. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, well, just think like, what would you do if you thought, you know, you were going to meet somebody and you realized it was a sting? Like, would you stay and talk? Would you run away? Would you say something stupid? Like, it's that's why the show is so great. Yeah, that 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 is a good. I don't even know. Like, if somebody would say like, "Oh, this is a sting," I don't even know how I'd be able to handle that. I think I think initial reaction would just be to vomit everywhere. (laughs) Right? Yeah, I'm surprised nobody ever you know just puked. Well, we uh, or we have um Aladdin who just lays on the floor. (laughs) Aladdin laid down Kaz in New Jersey. Uh, fainted. I think he yeah, pretended right. to faint. <laughs> right into the bar. Right? Yeah. Yeah, but nobody ever just puked. Which is so crazy. Like, because mm-hmm. like a lot of times, that's just a natural reaction. Like, if you get that scared or that nervous, that that's just initial reaction is to just, you know, up chuck everywhere. Well, now, I... if you listen to, real closely, listen to Kevin, listen to Kevin Westerbeck. Okay. The uncut footage on YouTube. And I actually made a video about this. But if you listen closely, you can hear stomach noises, like really, you know, loud bowel noises. Okay. And a lot of people think that he just shit his pants. I was going to say, he's probably on the verge of shitting himself. (laughs) Well, like I even said a few times, either, um, you know, on podcast or even off podcast to you, Jake, that, you know, like I know like there's times – and anybody where it's like, okay, like you, you do something or you mess up and it's like, okay, how can I fix this? And you're, and you're trying to like think in your head and, but you get that like warm feeling of like, I, I feel really sick and feel nauseous that my biggest thing is what, what do these guys think when they are, you know, either getting arrested right away or sitting with Chris or even just interrogation waiting to talk to somebody like what what is going through their mind that's one of my biggest like questions is like what is truly like what is the feeling that they're feeling and not in a way of like why well, I, I want to um understand them better but more so um like i just know how i would feel so how are they feeling yeah everybody's different and that's you know that's why the show was so good is some people know they're fucked and some people don't know what's going on. And some people are trying to talk their way out of it. And everyone reacts a little bit differently. Yeah. And that, and like you said, everybody reacts differently. So that would add to 
the entertainment factor is like every predator you you kind of want to know well how are they going to react to this mm-hmm. exactly um yeah and lauren they, lauren is great because lauren just cries mm-hmm. <laughs> lauren just cries <laughs> well, and cries and cries it's because he knows he got caught and there's no way like wiggling out of it yeah, yeah and he, he did the he same knew. thing when he went back to uh prison you know last year two years ago um some people came over um you know went to the went to the court hearing and you know described it and he was talking all tough beforehand and then he goes up to court and he basically just cried you know, and he got he got six months. Now, do you guys think his crying is a natural emotion he's having, or do you think he's using that as almost like a pity? I think with Lauren, there's a lot of debate. Some people think that he is using it for pity because he can turn it on and off. Like he'll cry, yeah. he'll stop crying. Um, I I tend to believe that it's genuine. I think he has the emotional the emotions of like a, like a toddler. Like he's got the emotions of Elmer Fudd. Like he will laugh, <laughs> he will cry, he will get angry, and he will switch emotions just like like a baby will. Yeah. You know, most people like it takes you know for you guys like to cry like you really have to be really worked up to cry. Yeah. And then once you start crying, you're not going to get happy right away. Like you know, your emotions take a while to get there, and you know how mm-hmm. to control them. But Lauren has zero seems to, seems to have zero control on his emotions. Yeah. When you watch Ambrosio, I think Ambrosio turns on the crying. Yeah, Ambrosio, I can see as somebody like, like I, I see him like that's worked for him before, so he turns it on. That's my theory. But for Lauren, a lot of people think he just turns it on for sympathy, and when it doesn't work, he turns it off. But I think legitimately he just doesn't control his emotions. So he'll go from happy to sad to angry, you know, on and off repeatedly, you know, every minute. Yeah. And so then thinking – I'm trying oh. – I totally just lost my train of thought. My, I felt that the train r- ran right off the track there. <laughs> Woo, that was. That yeah, was I mean, just Lauren, Lauren is just great because he, you know, the, the crying. I mean, how many men do you know that just cry at the drop of the hat like Lauren does? Yeah. It, like, and any bad news, he will just start to cry. Like he would, he'd go back and forth, like you know. Chris would say, like, "What do you think should happen?" And he goes into, "I think I should get counseling and get off the internet." He's he's starting to cry and oh yeah, and then the cameras come out and then it's you know then he oh, just starts falling. Nah. You you can see like he's kind of like turning that knob of like how high can I go with the crying and then the cameras come out and it just goes to ten. Oh yeah, it goes straight <laughs> up to ten. Yeah, yeah. People love the criers. I love the criers. The criers are great. Oh my goodness! And then he goes. So he goes to prison. You say he was in there for five years. Five years, yeah. He spent five years in, in prison. Um, he says that, well, he, 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 you know, had a public defender. He took a plea deal, uh, a plea deal, and he was down in Kentucky, and they were pretty strict on these guys. So they, they held 20 years over Lauren's head if he didn't take the plea because he, had he said in the chat, yeah, he said in the chat he wanted to stick his penis in her vagina and take a picture. Like, he just spelled it right out. Like, I'm going to stick my penis in your vagina. And then take a picture of it. And he brought the camera with him. Yeah, he he had every piece of evidence that the police would have needed. So, you know, they said, listen, we're going to charge you with attempted child pornography and you'll get 20 years unless you take this plea deal. Yeah, he took he took the plea deal and got five years. Yeah, because like that chat log alone, just that little snippet could have sent him away. And then, oh, yeah, the the cam like having the camera that again is like the nail in the coffin. It forget about it. It like you had everything that shows intent of creating child pornography. Yeah, and and a lot of times, you know, the people that did take it to trial and lost, they got a lot longer time than the people that pledged. Because yeah, this it, is an attempted case. There's no real victim. So when you try an attempted case, like I of course everybody knows what Lauren's motivation was, but you have to prove that in court. You have to prove in court that he knew she was 13. And that he was coming down to have sex with her. And in Lauren's case, it's, you know, he flat out, you know, admits to everything in the oh, chat. Yeah. So it would, it would have been an open and shut thing. But still, it's an attempted case, so stuff can go wrong. So they will always want you to plea yeah. in the attempted cases. Yeah, and 
like you said, like he just flat out admitted to everything. Unlike some of the other Predators world, they'll say, well, how old was uh, this girl supposedly? And some people would say, oh, she's 18 or she's Yeah, some 19. of them are a little bit more subtle in the chat. Uh, but Lauren, you know, of course, wasn't, you know, at all, subtle at all. Yeah. The one thing I, I had said to CG, I called him yesterday after I had watched his interrogation. And he says that. It, like he should, uh, the interrogator shows Lauren the pictures, and Lauren immediately is like, I never sent her pictures of me. Well, he didn't send pictures, he, he was no. on video, yeah. No. That, that's so, what so when they show said. the pictures and it's just like a screenshot, he, I don't think he understands, yeah. It, it, he said that I, I'm, I was driving at the time and I just had the audio playing on my phone while I was driving, and I heard that, and I was like, What do you mean you did yeah. all of this? Yeah, Walter Babs says the same thing, like, I didn't send any pictures. And and they didn't send pictures. They were sending video, and they took a screenshot. Yeah. So so technically, they didn't send a picture. Yeah, I I think he was also like just trying, maybe like to kind of test to see if he could get away with that to see if that would help him in any way. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, he kind of knew that that wasn't going to happen. Like right. they had the evidence that he was on webcam naked with somebody who was supposedly thirteen. And he wasn't going to get out of that. I mean, she was never the the supposed thirteen year old was never like on video, like no. when he no. But no, it she was, sent some pictures of a right. couple of different girls. Yeah, but she was never on video. No, right. But yeah, um, for him to try and get out of that, it was just that was not going to happen. No, he no. had he took a plea deal. He took he got five years. Yeah, and then. That was 2007, correct? So, yeah, so he got out. This was like, you know, he, he never made bail. So this was, what, like October 18th. It was his birthday. So October 18th of yep. 2007. So he would have got out of prison somewhere like around his birthday of 2012. Like, you know, yeah. October 2012, give or take. And then give it seven more years and he makes his way back to prison. Yeah. Yeah. So some pedos just don't learn. Well, he, you know, he's on, you know, <laughs> lifetime probation and he can't yep. drink. He, he can't go on the Internet without a monitor. He's got to go to a sex offender class and he hasn't been able to pass the sex offender class for five years. I guess it takes six months for the average yeah. person, but he can't pass it. Um, but he, I guess he uh, showed up drunk to his sex offender class and then he failed some lie detector tests about drinking. Oh, my. God. And that was the main reason, you know, for the drinking that he that he got sent back. Yeah, it, oh, that, that's like so. You said it's six months for the for the uh, a, a sex offender test class. And he had, class, thank you. Um, and he has never passed it. No, he's had to take it like five times. Like he, he has to take it over and over because he can't pass it. And um, you know, I, I think one of the real reasons he can't pass it is because he has fake girlfriends online. You know, right. And he, and he, you know, he sends nude pictures to them all the time and they flat out tell him like these people are fake. You know, they're on YouTube, you know, making fun of you. Yeah. And he, he just doesn't believe it. I think because he wants to believe so badly that there's someone out there that. Right. Or he believes that... it and then he calls them and they because, there's, you know, he had a YouTube channel for a while. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, and, oh, I found it. <laughs> and the last video that he uploads is is just incredible and it's fascinating. Um, where, where somebody sends him a letter explaining how all his internet girlfriends are fake. And he reads the letter and then he's like, well, are you guys fake? Cause if you, you know, if you guys don't like me, I'll just, I just won't upload anymore. But if you guys want me to upload, you know, I, I still will. So he's like asking all the people that are making fun of him if, if they're making fun of him. And of course, you know, no, Lauren, we, we really like you. Please upload more so we can make fun of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he sold T-shirts for a while too. Yeah, I saw I saw the video that he was talking about that that it, he sold it for thirty dollars, mm-hmm. and he's like signed like it was like almost like a photo, like a screen grab of like him on to catch a predator, and oh, he yeah, autographed he, it. He well he he sold he was selling some T-shirts and he sold one and he forgot to send it, so we promised that he would send two to the person. But then, as far as I know, he never even sent that. So, you know, he, he got one order and he never never sent it out. 
But he thinks he, he had that. a couple slogans. He had like, don't yell at me. I'm sensitive and you know, <laughs> something else um, because he can't think he, he doesn't think he's allowed to use anything from the show because he thinks the son of Sam laws affect him. <laughs> okay. And a son of Sam law was a law that people started, you know, it, it came out much later, but when, you know, the son of Sam murders happened in the seventies, yep. people were worried that he would make millions of dollars in like book and movie rights. So the law was developed that if you're like a celebrity criminal, if you do sell, they can't tell you, you can't sell your movie rights, but you could sell them. But the victim of the crime could sue and win. So let's say I murdered a bunch of people and I sell my movie rights. Mm-hmm. The family of the people I murdered could sue me and get all the money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, anything over $10,000 they could sue for. Now, Lauren has no victim for his crime. Like it was right. an attempted crime. There's no victim. And no way is Lauren going to make more than $10,000. So he could, you know, he could write whatever he wants on a T-shirt, but he's an idiot. So he, he <laughs> thought Son of Sam law affected him. I love how much of a like of a celebrity he thinks he is, which, in a sense, like amongst the TCAP community, he kind of is, but not for the reason he. Right. Thinks. The thing is, even if Lauren was like a young, handsome, talented singer, like he's ruined a career. Like he'll never oh, be, yeah. you know, a real because of of being a sex offender. But he's not that good of a singer. No, no, he's not. He, he, he's you know fifty years old now. Um, he thinks NBC targeted him, you know, because he would bring in ratings when you know nobody knew who he was. They're not going to target him. He reached out to the decoy. They didn't know who he was. Right. Yeah, like you know, he, he's he's not going to be like like you said. He's no big uh, music celebrity. He's not going to be sharing the stage with like Eric Church or somebody like that. It. And it, for him to think like, oh, they came after me for ratings, is just so big-headed of him, and so it's just insane. And now you know, there's like you know a thousand people that that treat him as a celebrity, but they all goof on him. He's you know he's a goofball. Yeah, and he doesn't become... he doesn't understand infamy. He doesn't understand that there's a difference between fame and infamy. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's just become the in the TCAP world the, like one of the world's biggest memes next to things like no rubber. Oh yeah, no. I mean, the Lauren rabbit hole is 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 deep and long and crazy. And like, I, thanks, like, thankfully to the the Church of Cod, is it's just blown up thanks to the Church of Cod. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, there was a whole religion around it when Church of Cod started. Everybody was had religious names, and you know, brother brother Nathaniel, <laughs> and everybody like that. Hope Sam. I love how just how far that went the church of cod and yeah, no i think the religious aspect kind of died out a few years back yeah mm-hmm. and you it's know, just and kind of been and now it's just the phone calls yeah, yeah. with the, with all of our lornographers and everybody right right uh all right so looking at that uh i think that's getting pretty close to wrapping it up uh cg do you have anything you'd like to add uh no i think what i said um nope <laughs> <laughs> very well said cg thank you very much oh you're welcome knew, right right I knew, I knew we kept you on the show for a good reason <laughs> good job, uh, man. joey would you, do you have anything else you would like to add uh no hey congrats on your uh 10th show thank you very much um yeah. now can you do you guys know how many subscribers you have and how many downloads you get uh, I can actually take a look right now. I keep, I check these numbers right. how many times a day. Uh, currently, in total plays from episode one to episode nine, we're at a total of 3,000 plays. Oh, cool. Uh, with an estimated audience per episode of 174 people. Oh, nice. Now, that's amongst, I want to say, six <laughs> or nine different platforms. Whether that be you know Spotify or iTunes or right. Google Podcasts and such like that, and you're on Facebook too, right? You do a thing on Facebook. Yep, we do occasional Facebook lives. We did just start up the YouTube channel where yeah, we you, are the cur- YouTube will get you a lot of uh, people too. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're currently in the process of uploading all the past episodes up onto the channel, and then we will we will get up to date. 
it right. just takes it takes a little bit of time to get everything up there right mm-hmm. um so we we like sticking with the theme of having an episode come out every sunday uh it will be midnight on sunday so within we're recording this at nine o'clock at night so this will be out in 27 hours yeah or no this will be out in at 12 o'clock tonight oh shit really yep we we always record the uh the night before i get it ready and it'll be out oh nice uh, no, that now, was... now we haven't we haven't touched on. Um, have Have you guys listened to any of the phone calls with Lauren and his uh, fake girlfriends? No, I okay. I haven't. I I always leave that kind of stuff up to CG if he finds. Yeah, I didn't. To me, I actually didn't know that he was talking to his uh his girlfriends. I just listened to the phone calls that um he talked with the decoy that he was talking to in chat. So there's about five years of pretty much daily phone calls he's had with people oh, um, pretending oh. to be his girlfriend. I mean, there's literally, you know, tens of thousands of hours yeah. of his of his girlfriends and other characters and shit like that. That is insane. That'll that'll be a, that'll have to be a deep dive that the two of us take a look into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we'll definitely have to come back and uh, circle back to that. Maybe yeah. maybe a maybe a part two for Lorne, and we'll uh, catch back up on more uh, of his current you know chats with the fake girlfriends, right? So yeah, that's that's that's, a, that's another rabbit hole. That's a lot of fun. That that's gonna take days. <laughs> oh, you know, it'll take more than days. It, CG, you can you can take care of that because you can listen. Oh, to thanks. St- you can you can listen to stuff while you're at your full time job. <laughs> I can't I can't make candy and listen to this stuff at the same time. But uh, you, you so, can't Bluetooth it into the factory speakers or anything. Oh, like that, that would <laughs> I wish. <laughs> right, making my rollos and listening to phone calls. I'm into it. Oh yeah, <laughs> you're, you're making candy, and all of a sudden here. Oh God! Yeah, <laughs> people are gonna be looking around here in this, not knowing what's going on, and I'm there laughing. <laughs> all right, so with that. We do thank everybody for tuning in to episode 10 of To Cap It Off, the To Catch a Predator podcast. And again, we would like to thank Joey T. Cap for joining us on this episode. We are forever thankful for you joining us on this episode. So thank, yeah, thank you, very you very much, much. Joey. Hey, thanks for having me again. Congrats and good luck, guys. Thank you very much. And hopefully, if you want, you're always welcome to come back whenever you want. Always. All right. We'll do. So, so with that said... We thank you guys very much. You guys can check us out on Facebook and now YouTube and Instagram as well at To Cap It Off, the To Catch a Predator podcast, or and you can listen to us anywhere that podcasts are distributed. Other than that, we thank you guys very much. I'm your host, Jake Scholl, joined here by my co-host, D.G. Myers. And thank you again to Joey T. Cap for joining us, and we will see you guys in the next episode. See you later. I'm just on my way to the beach. Put that in the fridge. You know what? I don't want this cookie. No, I just stopped by. What's wrong with that? Me, my mommy, and my daddy. I'm here. I'm here. Oh my god, god.